Champ here. We're back from hiatus. Thank you for your patience. I'm joined by baby champ with me right now who is hiccuping. She's milk drunk. Um, We're just excited to be back. And uh, yeah, I love this episode. We've been sitting on this episode since July, so it might sound a little bit outdated. Um, But this is one of my favorite episodes and we we swear a shit ton. Uh, I'm sorry, mom. Uh, But I hope you guys enjoy. See you guys around. My name is Matthew Champ, and I've got daddy issues. And my name is Chris Kingsbury, and i got daddy issues. And this is Daddy Issues with Champ in Kingsbury. Three for reals, not episode two, not episode four. It is episode three. three. We are on track, motherfuckers. Super happy fun time. I we need to we need to start this episode off with a warning. We are talking about swearing today. Hey, fucking a. We are going to drop some f bombs. We're gonna drop some s bombs. We're gonna drop some. H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we even dropped the C-bomb. Do we? No. I don't think we do. I think we I think we held it in. I, I think, think we, we held that one in. I think we Rodney drops in. the N-bomb, though. Well, but we talk about that. We do. We do. Yeah, we we do. do, and it's... It's all good- coming, just parental discretion, uh, listening device. Yeah, like, if you're listening to this at work, put some earphones in. NSFW. NSFW. We do have the explicit marker for a reason. But yeah, our, our theme today, we're just going to say right off the top before we, like... Do our good old intro. Um, we're talking about swearing around your kids. Does it have an impact on your kids? Do does does, does it have it an impact not? on you? It, yeah. Do you. How do you feel about it? Did you get sworn around when you were a kid? Did it, how did it affect you? And uh, I did some cool research. Yeah, we'll be um, mentioning that a little bit later on. It then. comes up in the conversation. Uh, look, we're it's a fun conversation. I. I I'm very happy about how it went. This is like every episode we do feels like it gets a little bit better. Absolutely. I definitely feel that we are moving uh, forward in significant gains. And like, I'd like to thank our listeners so far. Like we've had a lot of great listeners. We've gotten some actual, some feedback where people have emailed us in and been like, Hey, love what you're doing. Here's some suggestions. So we're taking everything, uh, everything under consideration. A shout out to our listener in Utah. Yes. Utah. You totally demographed blew my mind right Stay on. Mormon, my friend. Yes. Stay Mormon, my friend. Thank you for uh, listening in, and I uh, hope one day you can make it up to Canada <laughs> and see the splendor that is free health care and legal weed. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish I wish I could get it on my phone. Like I have to go through the computer to find out where my where the actual stats demographs come from. are. But hey, keep sending but, us some emails and some insights yeah. and uh you know what tell us what you guys are drinking, uh even if it's not beer, a beer that we should try on air and just generally uh we'd like to hear from you. So uh send us some emails. We'll have those uh links and everything towards the end of the show. So, Chris, do you remember what we were drinking when we were meeting with Rodney? We were drinking uh, something from Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. We've drunk from them before. Yes, we have. And it was their pre-prohibition lager. Yes. Yeah. It was super nice. It was very crisp. Uh, I know I know. normally, uh, if you guys listen, it all happens. Uh, 
Champ loves the hops, and this pre-prohibition lager was not that at all. It's very crisp. There's a light alcohol content, and uh, good for Sunday morning mm. drinking. It's almost like a citrusy kind yeah, of feel. Yeah, it, it had a good finish to it. It's yeah. called it's called the root of all evil. Yeah, that's what um, it is. which is a good name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is it's totally. It's a- so the root of all evil uh, is like a nice crisp pre-prohibition lager. Bell's Corners. Uh, you can pick it up there. I think you can get it at the LCBOs across the, the province as well. Yes, you can. Yeah, as long as you order it at the LCBO or the beer store, they will get it to you. Absolutely. And uh, now because we're always... It's it's nice to drink early on a Sunday morning. Like, it's a good before-church drink. That's right. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, i got to go to church. I need something to take that taste out of my mouth. Well, you know, no, no. Oh, hey, wait, sorry. It'll, well, like, warm you up for the blood of Christ. Right. Yeah, because it's like, always really tart. It's pre-drinking. Just... It's pre-drinking for the, for the wine. <laughs> yeah, i got to have one before you. Yeah. yeah. We're we're drinking now too. I'm drinking the new Creamor IPA. I love Creamor. Creamor is fantastic, and I love my hops. So the the IPA is pretty much like Creamor with hops. And uh, I'm drinking uh, Unibroch Blanche de Chamblay. It's a very very light uh, style. It's like a white ale. It is a white ale. Yeah, it deserves a a slice of orange. It definitely does. Uh, In Montreal, a couple weeks back, when I was there with the kids, they actually had uh, quarts of this in the corner store, (laughs) and it was just the wonderfulest thing in the world for six bucks. I was like, yeah, way to go. I I like Unibrew. Unibrew is good. They've got. they got La Fin du Monde, yeah, which is with like nine point eight percent alcohol, and it tastes like diarrhea, yeah, because but, it gives you diarrhea, yeah, because it gives you diarrhea, but it gets you messed up. Oh, quick. it gets you messed up, man! It is a malt liquor. They're just disguising it as a beer. It's a malt liquor, hundred percent. Well, they're they're like Belgian style ales, right? Yeah, so they're like they triple still Belgian styles. They've got they've got a double IPA um, called Cheval, I believe, or Blanc Cheval, yeah. And they sell those in the courts at the LCBO. Nice. Along with their blueberry and their the apple blueberry one. is fucking delicious. The blueberry is good. The apple, not so much. No. Yeah. No. Apple and beer? No. It just stick to that. cider. Yeah, it just, just stick to, to cider. cider. Just cider. All right. So you went to Montreal this week with the kids. You took the kids on a family trip. Yes, a family trip to Montreal. And we stayed on the South Shore uh, overlooking the new Champlain Bridge. Uh, nice little pool. Nice little... Uh, place there and uh it was part business uh mostly pleasure uh got to have them with some uh really great food and just out in the big city super props to my wife who is borderline agoraphobic and uh she made that trip with the kids and it was fun it's a great time i didn't know she was agoraphobic yeah she's got super problems with crowds and Mm. people and things like that so she'd like she'd feel claustrophobic in the murder room eh not necessarily. I don't think it's claustrophobia. I think it's just she generally hates larger amounts of people and large open spaces in those with those people. We're actually we're gonna have uh, Amanda and Kate uh, both on an episode. We're gonna do a themed episode around mommy groups on Facebook because y'all are fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing some of these things. Oh, man. I don't want to spoil it because that's going to be a great episode. But, yes, there are some issues. Like, we might even start a segment of this podcast called uh, the Mommy Post of the Week. Mommy Post of the Week. If you're going to have a dick of the week, you got to have a Mommy Post of the Week. If you're going to have a dick of the week, you're going to have a Mommy Post of the Week for sure. Yeah, so, so I'm making Chris move a little forward. We're playing around with a new mic today. New mic today? Yeah. Uh, a blue ball? No, a blue, a blue bell. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> and Champ's going to have blue balls long enough here after the, uh, the old... After the baby comes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, um, so you went, off, you went off to Montreal with the family. Uh, I went and saw The Roots... 
with Simon Celine. Nice. And then I went and partied with DJ Questlove. No, really? You didn't I, tell me that. Well, like, I went to see DJ Questlove. Like, everybody's partying with yeah, DJ yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not like, I was like, hey, DJ Questlove. Uh, that's when I rolled my ankle. Oh. I was, like, jumping up and down, and then I landed on a beer can, and I went over, and we heard a pop, and I sprained my ankle. Uh, so I've been limping for the past week and a bit. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a heavy limp you got yeah. there. You never... Uh, now that you're over that 30 curve, things, oh my God. things uh, settle I, different now. I already talk about my ankles cracking when I walk on stage. Now my ankle, like, Legitimately hurts. <laughs> hurts and cracks, yeah. But then uh, then this weekend, we went um, we went and we saw Wu-Tang Clan and, and Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. Yeah. But that was, uh, <clears throat> that was an eye-opening experience. Um, don't take the kids. Don't, know. Don't take the kids. Uh, but there was a lot of... Kid level people there, boy. I, uh, it was a, it was Are a, you talking with just jokes? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just jokes. He was something else, that's for sure. Big rainstorm just before Wu Tang comes out. Simon Celine's holding the umbrella, and this girl comes up and Pause. gets out. We talked about Simon last episode. He's the guy that we went to New York with. We love Simon, but sometimes he's... We, we got more... We'll talk about Simon, well, Simon later. later. More an adventure. He stole a giant umbrella from his work, though. Yeah. So we had it at, at this at this festival, and uh, this girl comes in and sits underneath the, the the umbrella as to not get soaked, and we're being very helpful. And then she says out of nowhere, she's like, "Yeah, I like Trump," and we were kind of like, "What? Are you serious?" He's like, "What? Why Trump? Yeah, Trump. Trump. I love Trump because he's just jokes. He's just jokes." And then and says as it said that Simon pulled the umbrella away from her, and then just kind of like cast her out into the pit, and then. She's like, what? All right, like, yeah, just jokes. Just jokes. Just jokes. Just jokes. That's just like, jokes. Don't like, worry. Like, I don't, I don't. Good power on her. And then Champ's like, what, da- how old are you, girl? And she's like, oh, I'm like 20. We're like, okay, just need to know the demographics. See ya. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, just jokes. Just. Not what, any, what he's saying is joking. Not, he's not saying. He's he, not joking. You know, you're like, he. Oh, Simon's calling. Guys, I can't... Um, I'm not going to take this on air. Simon's calling. We'll deal with this in a bit. We'll be right back. <laughs> Pause. All right. So for you, that was no time. Um, for Sorry. us, that felt like forever. Totally, totally forever. <laughs> like, Simon's got to go see a neurologist. It's crazy. Let's, let's just jump in. So, so just jokes, girls, gone. And like, it, it, Trump isn't just jokes, right? No, he really He's isn't. fucking saying some of the most racist shit. He's like, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I loved AOC's response to that today. Yeah, it's like, that. no, you're, you're, you don't have any racist bones, but your mind and your heart are very racist. Nice. Yes, right? that's a good one. For sure. Good and, one. and he tries to justify it. Uh, it's not racist because other people believe it too. No, no it just means that crime. other people are racist. Yes. <laughs> oh my now, god. Now it's like a hate group. <sighs> Man, this is why we drink. Yeah, that's why we drink. This is why we, drink. So. we brought children into this. <coughs> yeah. Oh what? Okay. Yeah. So, Simon. He, we continue to we continue to rock out to Wu Tang Snoop Dogg. Yeah, my Snoop brother Dogg. my brother in law James is with us. It was we his lost birthday. Him, we found him. We lost him. We found him. The it song was great. the song Amazing Grace is about him. No kidding. And once was lost, now it's found. Yeah, and then he was lost again, blind, um, and then now sees. Yeah, well, yeah. no, that that happened too. He just yeah. wandered away. Yeah, because like he was Snoop Dogg, right? So there was there was some imbibing of of marijuana as people responsibly do. Yes, <laughs> and he just wandered away, and he's like he's like I just. 
I just walked to another stage. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Well, All right. Glad you made it back. <laughs> Have after, a drink. <laughs> after Snoop Dogg. Just tell them what happened after Snoop Dogg. So after Snoop Dogg, the crowd is like dispersing. We've all met up again. And then uh, we're all walking back towards a certain direction. And then Simon turns off. Literally, like, you know, data. For, I've been thinking about this, like, over the last day and a bit here. It, like, when Data has his little off switch and just kind of goes, and freezes and then flops to the ground, that's what Simon did. Star Trek reference. Total Star yeah. Trek reference. We got lots of Star Trek in the murder room. Yeah. So, that he basically, his computer restarted. Yeah. We, we thought. We thought. And he was down for about 10 seconds, and we got him up, and he kind of hurt his ankle that time. Uh, it was like he blacked out. and. I've been with Simon when he's drinking before. Simon didn't have enough, too much to drink. And Simon's a, Simon can drink. Yes, he can. Right? So when he went down, I like, at first, we just thought it was like a, a he was just messing around or a trip or a stumble. Yeah. Um, but no, his computer stopped. And I, like, so we got him into a lawn chair and like within moments of getting him into a lawn chair, his body just went 100% rigid, like just... Like a board. Rock hard and not in the sexy way. No. You know? No, um, like in that like uh, rigor mortis way. Yeah, like in the rigor mortis way. And he just started seizing, and then his eyes rolled into the back of his head, and he stopped breathing. And I, he's had a heart attack before. Like, he's... His doctor just found that out. Like, on the phone call, we were just there. We are talking to his doctor, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, he's had a heart attack before. And he's like, wait, when? I was like, like nine years ago. Do you oh. hear the doctor go, Simon... Why is there so much I don't know about you? (laughs) (laughs) From his general practitioner. So, like, I'm thinking he's actually going into cardiac arrest, so I'm starting to sternum rub him. I I have a lot of first responder training, and I wasn't ready to go into compressions yet because I couldn't find a pulse, but we were also in a very awkward uh, position. So we're removing him into recovery position. Champ was rubbing all that shit like it was a fire. He's bruised. He's bruised up his (laughs) chest, and he says it hurts. And I'm like, good, good, because Champ. Champ had some moments after that. Oh, so he's he's gone. He's down there for about two, two and a half minutes. Uh, He comes to just like nothing. What's going on, guys? Why am I down here? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's happening? And, like, and I was like, dude, just stay down. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I want to get up. I was like, just stay where you are. And then he seized again. And I was getting very emotional. Yeah, so yeah. another paramedic there. stepped in and took over, and I was able to walk away. Um, they lectured him. Simon, Simon had about three or four ciders that night, and the equivalent to about half of a joint. Yeah, about that. And I've been with Simon when he has ingested marijuana before, and he has and not over, had this. And that's over yeah. a period of. Uh, this is over God, a period of four or, or five hours, right? Yeah. So, like, he's not he's not intoxicated by any means. Uh, and I'm trying to explain this to the EMS. They're concerned, oh, about the, about the weed, about the weed. And they get us to the ER tent, and the EMS there gives him like a 10 minute lecture about smoking marijuana. And Simon being Simon is like, oh, thank you, officer. I didn't know this. And then I'm like, dude, we talk oh, about man. this all the time. Uh, and then they let us go. They just let him go. They didn't let. They didn't take him to a hospital. After having the fourth episode in the tent, right? No, no. The fourth episode was before the tent. He, by the tent, he was, he was walking and he was talking. But the thing is, like, because there was a heart history, I was like, it could be heart. I was like, he had at least four seizures or convulsions. Um... You know, he he was complaining about his ankle. Yeah, yeah. So he was complaining about his ankle. I said, rightfully so, because I, uh, the next day he had to go get that yeah, shit checked. I sent out. him to the hospital the next day and told him, all right, ask about your heart. Tell him about the seizures. Have him look at your ankle. 
He doesn't tell them about, about the, the seizures. seizures. Like, he's like, no, why would I tell them about the seizures? Like, you know, they'll take away my license and it's never happened to me before. I was like, fuck, Simon. It's not like you drive for a living. Oh. It's not like your UPS or anything like so, that. I made him go to his family doctor. That was what was happening is him and his family doctor were calling because Simon's like, I don't remember what happened, so I don't know what happened, so I had to walk the family. It was a very traumatizing experience. And you know what? It's It actually, I think it's cool. Well, no, it's not cool that it happened, but the conversations that have come up have been cool. Um, James, my brother-in-law, was there, and uh, uh, his, his son, I hope he's okay with me sharing this, his son has had a number of seizures. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, you, you very instantly sympathize with someone who's holding someone and then they're having a seizure and like you don't know what to do and you know it becomes very traumatic and yeah, so I, like, I flash back to erica who had erica had femoral seizures right, on my right. birthday erica had seizures on your birthday yeah and like she was just so hot and the poor little girl didn't have any agile to bring her down and her little computer just couldn't didn't know what to do with that much bad stimulus and that much heat so she Shaked and convulsed in my arms, and it, you, like it, it, you feel so useless. Oh, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. So we, I know that we've spent we spent about ten minutes like building up this story and telling this story, but but ultimately, like I think that a big conversation that we're going to have to have with a guest in the future is around when something traumatic happens to your kid, and you just feel absolutely helpless or useless, or because. You know, it's been something where this is just one of my best friends, and I've had nightmares about it for, like, two nights, right? I haven't been able to sleep. It's affected my eating. It's affected my ability to to work. Maybe that makes me sound like a weaker person, but at the same time, like, it's just, it's trauma is trauma. Trauma is trauma, And we need to, I think that that will be an important conversation to have. Definitely. We'll have to make that a whole episode. I know I put my parents through an incredible amount of trauma just of my sickness alone. Uh, Some good... 20 minute talking points on just my my medical history yeah I was about to say like we should have an episode where we just talk about your math (laughs) (laughs) math uh, yeah ecstasy uh, the history is long and huge but it started even before that with like me being a little kid and having asthma attacks all the time right so that and pretty much every major holiday I would have a significant asthmatic event Mm -hmm. that would be for another time ah yeah 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 um, guys, we need to, we need to like enter this episode on a on a lighter note. Like, I'm like, fuck this the, shit, yo. Oh, you know what? Here's the thing, uh, Dean McDermott. Let's talk about douchebag McDermott again. Douchebag McDermott. <laughs> so we uh, we went a little hard at him in our last episode, and you know we wished ill will against him, uh, and then he was hospitalized for pneumonia. Uh, so we're throwing away the voodoo doll. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, I, hey I, Dean. Nothing, we, nothing personal. We really did not. We're not. We're not vindictive against you. We hope you recover. We don't want you to get sick and die. You have children to raise uh, with the woman that you cheated on. <laughs> Remember, you're still, you still got to raise them. You're still, you're still a part of that life. You're, you're still, a douchebag. You're still a damn douchebag. But you know, but. we don't. We want you to be an alive douchebag. Yes. Yeah. All right. Pneumonia sucks. Dead fathers yeah. bear no relevance to their kids' lives. Exactly. Like, you know, like, leave well, a legacy for those kids to know you for more than cheating on their mother and cheating on the woman before their mother and cheating on the woman before their woman before their mother. Maybe maybe talk about, you know, cheating with them <laughs> while you're still around. Yeah. That'd be cool. Just, just, you know, maybe love their mother more. You know, she when when you're giving birth, like, I don't know why we celebrate 
a person on their birthday because really we're just celebrating the fact that you got too big to fit inside of your mother's vagina. Right? Like, <laughs> like that's it. You're just, you are just now too you're done. big. Ding. We're supposed to be, we're still supposed to have another three months of incubation, but our body's like, you know what, mom, we're too big. And then your mom has to do all of the work. So really, um, shout out to the hardworking moms. Yeah. Hardworking moms. We started a douchebag McDermott. Shout out to the moms. Guys, our guest this week, Rodney Ramsey, Ramsey. fucking hilarious. hilarious. He was guy. he was hosting at Abs, Absolute Comedy well, we in Ottawa. He was headlining this week in Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. I think he's doing Kingston next. Yeah, he's and, at Kingston. Yeah. Uh, he's got Toronto on the bucket list. He's from Montreal. Um, check him out on Facebook, just or just just search Rodney Ramsey because hey. he's a content producer. He's fantastic. He's a father of two. Yeah. Well, father one, one two, two, oh, two yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's get on in. Let's have some fun. Enjoy the talk. Afraid of your children making verbal hate crimes, or that they will simply be social outcasts without the right vocabulary for today's world? Well, fear no more, because now there's the swear and say. The swear and say will teach your children 26 exclusive words and phrases straight out of the Urban Dictionary. Just give it a little spin, and F is for fuck. The sailor likes to fuck. S is for shit, as in I took a big shit. G is in German dungeon porn. Champ likes dungeon porn. I do. R is for... Hey, we said that we're not going to say that word on air, Chris. Available for where fine learning toys are sold. Another quality by Wyco. Wyco. By Wyco. Welcome back to another issue of Daddy Issues with Champ in Kingsbury, I guess, episode. Uh, <laughs> episode. Uh, today in, in the murder room, we've got Rodney Ramsey. What's up? <laughs> uh, why don't you introduce uh, yourself to give us like some of your credentials and, and what makes you like a daddy with issues? Uh, yeah, man, well, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, you know, I've done Just for Laughs and all that bullshit, uh... Uh, do some acting as well, producer, writer, you know how it is, this is Canada, so you gotta kind of be fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, uh, what makes me, I guess, a daddy with issues, and I'm a fucking com- comedian, so you know how it is, dude, you gotta watch your mouth every goddamn second of every goddamn day, make sure you're raising a friggin', you know, uh, normal human being and not some crazy person like we are, right? <laughs> normal human being is important, yeah. right? I wanted to warp mine just enough for them to be funny and interesting. Right, That's right, about right, the right. balance mm-hmm. you want on that one. So, yeah, you've had uh, some credits uh, on uh, the show Twenty Four as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some acting credits like that and. Uh, off GFL. Uh, uh, let me let me uh, correct you. That was twenty four hour rental. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, was very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, it was a TV clear. series that uh, was on Super Channel that like one person watched. So there you go. I you know I get the Super Channel, so maybe I should see if it's on demand. Yeah, man, it was the first time I played a crackhead. Oh, the first time. Yeah. How many how many crackheads have you played? At least three. At least. Three. Oh yeah, <laughs> my uh, typecast apparently. Your typecast is the crackhead. <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, you, how many kids do you have? Uh, one right now, a six-year-old, and one on the way. Oh, nice! When when's the due? Uh, I think like uh, another five months. Okay, another five months. Yeah, supposed to be a boy. 
Supposed to be a boy. Yeah, yeah, as they say, 75% likely. Okay, so your first one's a girl, right? Yeah, first one's a girl. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Chris has a boy and a girl. Yeah, cool. Each, yep. yeah, million, yeah. million dollar uh, package, because it's going to cost me a million dollars by the end of it, I swear. Like, they both oh, yeah. are expensive. Oh, of course. And, but, uh, yeah, I love them both, and uh, two and through. CFL rules, man. I'm uh, done. One of my boys, he's got, like, uh, like four girls, and he asked me, he's like, yo, man, like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know why I have so many girls. I was like, oh, it's uh, because you fuck soft. That's why. Too much about lovemaking. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, the thing is, like, I always thought I was going to have a boy. I always thought that that was going to be the case. But then it was like the day she told me that she's pregnant, and I was like, I was like, I know exactly what session that was. That God, she knocked. That's a girl. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, we're having a girl. And I got so like wrapped up in it, and I was like, I was like, I don't want to know what the sex is until the birth because I know it's a girl. That she made us have a gender reveal party just so that way. If it was a boy, mm -hmm. my heart wouldn't be crushed when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Ash, Ash is over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Sunny seashell. Um, we should talk, you want to talk briefly about this? Uh, we'll talk about that in the intro. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about our beers in the in the intro when we record their, when we record our intro. Yeah, we are drinking as usual. As per se on a Sunday. <laughs> Sunday mornings. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper Ottawa local brewery. We'll talk a little bit about them later, uh, yeah. a little bit later. It's uh, delicious and refreshing. Delicious and refreshing. There you have it. Uh, are you are you more prepared for a second one? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We got like a house and shit. Okay. <laughs> you know, before the, we had the first one, we had a condo, one bedroom or condo, so we had to give her the bedroom, and we were fucking on a pullout couch uh, in yeah, the living room. Yeah, so it was one bedroom condo, yeah, and yeah, we were not having a lot of sex, I'm just saying. Oh, I you know? hear that that kind of happens yeah. after a baby, like in the first place, like, you, you have... You have that period of recovery, but then you also have the exhaustion that just comes with having a baby that gets yeah. in the way of having sex. Like, honestly, the only thing I'm worried about is like, you know, the new, because you adapt to time, right? There's a new, uh, babies and kids create their own time. Like people say like, oh, you know, kids make time go faster. I don't believe that. I believe it's a new kind of time that you're getting used to, right? Okay. Like, it makes time feel fast, but I think that's just a bad description of it. So I'm just worried about like, kind of like, okay, so what's my time? gonna be like now you know what I mean better scheduling out and I'm the worst scheduling shit okay. you know what I'm saying so like I'm about to be bringing this baby with me to coffee shops and shit while I'm writing you know my freaking yeah. terrible dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like is that like your kind of process do you go to coffee shops and write or uh, not, like I mean I do go to coffee shops right I don't really write jokes I've tried I've been trying to start you know what I mean usually like something funny happens in my life that inspires me I'll go up on stage and I'll just talk about just it, talk until, about it. Yeah, until it's funny well, yeah. but like that hasn't been happening as much the older I get because I got like so much like you know important shit to do that's <laughs> not funny like paying bills and whatnot so i've been forcing myself to go to coffee shops then i fucking then i'll put something down on paper then i'll smoke a huge joint go for a walk and then something come, might come out that's know? usually that's usually how it is right mm -hmm. the inspiration comes and then yeah then you like you kind of like put it together to like a puzzle piece in your mind yeah. i find that if i do that intentionally it doesn't work but if my mind let my mind do it you know what i mean i'll put it together for me pretty nicely i like that you've been you've been hosting all week at absolute right yeah and you're headlining next week? Next week I'm headlining, yes. Nice. You're you're originally from Montreal, yeah, but you're Toronto-based, right? No, I used to be Toronto-based. Mm. And then, um, yeah, man, I mean, it was just like, it was weird. It was, it was funny, because when I was living out there, like, things were going, like, kind of, you know, you kind of have an idea of what you want, like, in your head. You imagine, like, I was, you know, working the clubs. I was, like, fucking, I was working at Second City. I was, like, booking, like, commercials and stuff. But I was 
fundamentally just unhappy, man. It was like the lifestyle down there. It just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Because like it's like it's like all work. You know, you know what I'm saying? And like, yo, know, so I uh, moved back to Montreal, still with my uh, my lady. You know, okay. I moved back with her, and it was just like, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like Montreal kind of inspired you to do stuff that is different from, you know what I mean? Like just corporate work kind of a thing, and I kind of dig that a little bit more, you know? Montreal's much more of an artsy city, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, it's cheaper to live, too. Like, there's no way I'd have my daughter in private school if I was living in Toronto, right? Okay. She'd be in the ghetto at Scarborough somewhere, fucking learning how to knife fight. Knife fight's one-on-one. It's an elective. It's an elective. It's right. Well, they started early, right? Because she's only six, right? Yeah, yep. yeah that's in, true. In, like, Sorry, I'm from Edmonton. I thought it was shady enough, but... Kindergarten's yeah. when you learn how to, like, carve a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like that's what I noticed is like Toronto. Toronto's definitely more like they focus on the industry, but Montreal you definitely see a lot more of the art and the craft. Oh yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like I'm jealous. Like all my boys have moved to Toronto and they're all like booking a lot of great stuff. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Way harder. Like acting, for example, like it's way harder to book acting in Montreal. You do a few gigs and then we're booking you because you've done like every restaurant commercial it's possible to do and they don't want you anymore. You're just your face is already super yeah you know what I'm saying you know and that kind of pisses me off but again it all it still pushes me to do my own thing which is what you know that's the love man like I don't know you know the money comes in but it's like the love is what keeps you going you know what I mean that's important right you have to know what's not gonna like burn you out Mm -hmm. and what's not gonna destroy you and exactly you're you've been talking about priorities right like your priorities change the moment you have a family for real yeah because you got to try and make sure that this six-year-old doesn't grow up to be fucked up like yes yeah 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 what was what was like the biggest struggle having like a young baby in a one bedroom condo and like just kind of you were yeah. much younger then too yeah yeah so. exactly exactly like you know it's um the whole thing is like expectations you know like I didn't expect to have one kid you know what I mean I was like I'm gonna be a rogue comic you know what I mean you know you have that romantic idea of yeah. what it is and then you experience it you're like this is the worst <laughs> I'm so lonely <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh this is awful I hate this town you know yeah, yeah I love the show but they didn't talk to me after at all they yeah, just kept yeah. talking but. yeah but I mean like I don't know like you know you have your kid and like you fucking fall in love with this like thing you know what I mean this, yeah. this like almost person and then you know what I mean then you learn how to make things work I mean like yo would I you know I would love to, you know, be a little bit more mobile, but like, dude, I mean, like the other day, my my daughter looked up at the television and she saw me in a commercial and she lost her mind. You know, that's like one of the greatest feelings in the goddamn oh, yeah. world. You know what I mean? Like, I get to inspire this fucking new human. You're her, like, you're a hero, hero right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But not, you know what? Not even. I'm just like, I'm just a really awesome person to her and like I'm an awesome person that she can be like if she wants to you know what I mean yeah. like uh you know heroes let you down man <laughs> like, you know, awesome people are allowed to be fallible sometimes right? no, that's true that's true it's funny because like that's been the big thing that kind of has come up as we've been talking with people on this podcast is so many parents are just like you know I want I want to raise my kids so that way they look up and respect me and they like me and think I'm a decent human being right and that's kind of where you're coming through on that it's like to, to her, I, I can't really do a lot of wrong, and she sees me, and there's that inspiration, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what do you, like, what's your daughter interested in? Like, I know six is a young age. Man, like, you know what? She is getting uncomfortably familiar with what I'm interested in. You know, like, uh, she's, like, she got, she's tons of charisma, so, like, she charms the hell out of people. She's super cute. She's, you know, she's, she's biracial, so, you know, you know how biracial kids are fucking hot as hell. Right? <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, like, she's got that going for her. She's got the charisma. And she loves being on stage, dude. 
Okay. Like and like me, man. I didn't. I'm not one of those parents that like my kids gotta be like famous. So not into that. You know what I mean? I don't believe that makes you happy at all. But dude, I mean, like she's most comfortable on stage. So like, what stages is, is a six year old getting? Okay. On? So uh, first time she ever got up, right? Uh, I used to take her to this little community center when she was like two, three, right? And they used to have this thing where they'd like, uh, once a week, uh, the parents would, would go with them, right? And once a week, they'd like put this like little soapbox up and the kids, they'd ask the kids if they want to sing one of the songs that they've been singing like every day, all day in class, right? And uh, yeah, some of the kids went up and then they asked my daughter, it was her turn and she was like, she's like, no, 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 no. She walked up and didn't do anything. Okay. She walked up on the stage and she just stared at everyone, right? And then everybody started singing for her and then she kind of like liked it and then she got off and I was like, how was that? She's like, she's like, I kind of liked it, right? <laughs> so then the following week, she goes back, gets up there and just belts as loud as she can, like just like huge performance. And it was, she was just like, dad, this is the most, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and yeah, and then now like, yo man, that's her thing. Like, you know, she gets on stage and she just kills it. And she's like, she's been doing this since she was like, you know, like four, three, four years old. Okay. Yeah, and she's just really into it, you know? And like right now I'm just scared. I just want her to like, you know, also be good at science and shit. Just yeah. so yeah. she doesn't become this addicted fucking <laughs> addict like <laughs> we are, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Freaking 15 years from now, Jay's booking her and she's <laughs> like, <laughs> why is he only paying me $10 a spot? God <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get fired. <laughs> oh gosh! I, and that's, that's one of those things. Like because I'm always on stage and always been a performer. Like you know, part of it is like you want you want your kid to be able to like enjoy the things that you enjoy, but you also want them to be able to enjoy the things that maybe you didn't. Like for me, you were saying science. For me, it was math. My whole right. thing is. I'm gonna teach, I'm gonna try and teach my daughter that math is easy, yeah. even though for me math is really hard, for my partner math is really hard, but the idea like, if she believes it's easy, maybe she'll like approach it with right. that, that standpoint. But also like, do musical theater summer camp. Yeah, I man, care. yeah. Really, like, I mean, you know, we're privileged, like, I mean, super privileged, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, and my parents, because they were like, uh, you know, they're I'm first generation, so my parents came from the Caribbean, and they didn't really, understand that there was access to like all this like sh cool shit like from arts to science stuff you know what i mean so i never did a little much of the extracurricular stuff so it's cool to give these kids a chance to experience all of these like whole new skills you know what i mean and possible futures for yeah them, absolutely right? yeah so for your daughter like she kind of saw this grow out of out of your passions and i apologize if we hear the dog barking he's in a crate because my partner's out <laughs> so, i'll try and fix that in post <laughs> he's he's an excitable dog um you know like how did you get into stand-up like what was your push that got you into like the arts and being on stage yeah man it's kind of like i mean it's funny because like i never really exposed my daughter to what i did she just like hang I hung out with her a lot because whatever I'm the I'm a comic so I was a day I was at home taking care of her a lot and my wife was you know day doing job, her right? day job and you know what I mean so she was just exposed to my personality right yeah. and that made her you know I, I guess the arts is easier for somebody with charisma and like just not afraid to talk to people kind yeah. of thing so I was kind of always like that growing up I probably maybe I got it from one of my parents I guess you know what I mean just uh Maybe I'm just like that, whatever. So growing up, like the arts was always something that you know, like 
in elementary school, you know, I always got chosen for that big part in the play, right? Mm -hmm. Just from being me kind of thing, you know? High school drama was always the fucking class I didn't fail all the time, right? <laughs> so it was one of those things that when I got to college, I was just like fucking so bored, you know what I mean? And, uh, and like, you know, there's no, I wasn't taking theater, right? Oh, like man. I was like, you know? So um, yeah, man, and one, one day, one of my girlfriends back then, um, she knows I was into stand-up just watching it, so she brought me to her school to check the stand-up out. And uh, I was watching it and I was just like, I can fucking do this. This is like, there's no way I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> so like I went and started recon. I was going to comedy clubs like every week, you know, yeah. heckling motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, like, uh, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, man, I was like, I'm just going to do this. This is and first, my first spot was awesome. Uh, it always is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I dropped out of university, uh, college immediately, like after wow. the first spot. Yeah, then I then I went back on stage, died the second oh, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it took me weeks to get back on, and maybe months, and then like yeah, from then it was just like yeah, yeah, man. I just you know you fall in love with it's an addiction, man. Yeah, it's it it absolutely so, an addiction. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you swear in front of your kids? Um. Yes, but not a lot. Yeah. I yeah, 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 not a lot at all. Oh. Okay. What's what's your rationale? Um I I want her to understand social cues and what it is to like, you know, be appropriate and inappropriate. Like you got to teach a kid that. Swearing in context. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the house is swearing in context. Yeah. So, yeah. and don't ever swear outside the house, especially at school. It's going to get you and me both in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Both of us. And yeah, it's really hard to get at my my son when he's fidgeting with something and it won't go in or he he's dropped a Lego piece and he just goes Oh, you motherfucker! And just it bounces across the floor. Well, your son will drop a motherfucker. He will. Okay. How, how old? Six. Six. Okay. <laughs> but he says it really low, motherfucker. He says it really low, and in perfect context, right? He's not just running around calling everybody motherfuckers. So it's like, I'm like Eddie. He's like, I'm sorry, and then and then it's over, right? I'm just like. Not outside the house, and then walk away. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it probably makes me a terrible person, but I'm in that same rationale too. Not only social cues, but like the appropriate use of that language. Yeah. And if you, the more you put something away from a child, the more they're often gonna abuse it. In my general experience, right? So, like, you pull it away and say no. Don't use it at all. He'll start using it in bad timing, bad context, right. bad everything, and not under the supervision of what's going on so at least there's I'm arming him with that that's my rationale for being a shitty parent <laughs> did, did your parents swear in front of you absolutely okay so like your parents swore in front of you so you grew up swearing too no yeah around eight she started letting like full swears out but she's like again within the context of the house and same okay. same general ground rules so my right. parents never swore around us my mom, I don't think, the only time my mother has ever said a swear word is we were playing Cards Against Humanity and I made her read the card that said bleached asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever heard my mother swear and I was in my late 20s, so like, wow. it definitely did not shape me. <laughs> my mother <laughs> swear. Did your, did your parents swear around you? My dad cussed every second word. Yeah, my dad swore a, a lot. lot. Yeah, I remember, I remember being in like, grade 
two, maybe grade one, and going apple picking. And like, being like, uh, just like your kid, being like, look at these motherfucking apples, man. These motherfucking <laughs> apples are huge. I love this shit. Like, yo, I was like so young. And then during parent-teacher interviews, uh, the teacher told them that I was just dropping just bombs, right? Get home, my mom tells my dad at the dinner table, and my dad goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? That was his, <laughs> that was his answer. So uh, yeah, man, just pure. That's why I try to, that's why I really try to hold back. Like for my daughter, like I don't curse that much in front of her, but she, be yeah, yeah, yeah I, I try, like I really, really try not to. It's kind of like, you know, you do a clean show, you're kind of like, it's always in the back of your head, you know, and now it's just subconscious. But I do curse, because you can't help that. I can't help it sometimes. And mm-hmm. she knows now which words are off limits. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she kind of knows. She knows the words, and she knows that there's some words that only adults can say right now. Okay. Yeah. Just like adults are the only ones that can drink beer. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. adults are the only ones that can drive yeah. right now. So she'll call me on it. She'll be like, Dad, that's a bad word. And I'm like, sorry. But like, yo, you know, my, my wife, she's like, you know, uh, she's in academia, and she's really trying to teach my daughter what's proper and what's like, what's not, like my wife is not like me. So uh, yeah, she will tell my daughter, you can't say stupid, you can't say fat, like she's taking all those words off the table too, you know? And it took stupid right out of it. But that's also like, you know, when we talk about like swearing, there's there's that idea of verbal abuse versus just swearing, right? And using words like stupid or fat are are, are demeaning and it's hurtful. Calling someone a motherfucker, like that's where gets to the point where you're like that's not swearing that's verbal abuse yeah and that's that's different so when your dad's like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah it's kind of more of a verbal abuse situation than a contextual yeah. swearing yeah. like yeah. i've hit my thumb yeah. with a hammer and the swearing actually helps relieve the pain and the exactly. anxiety of the right. situation right yeah so that that has to be taken into context okay when it comes okay to i got a story there was one time my uh, uh and this was like the first curse word she had dropped and it was why I knew I needed to put like a you know uh, I need to put a pin in that okay so uh, it was me uh, I don't know if you guys know Reese Turner he's a yeah 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 awesome show right show, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I need to do that show oh definitely you need to so know, that's like one of the best shows in the we're world. gonna have him as a guest on this podcast Sweet. he's yeah. already agreed yeah um so we were hanging out with my daughter we were watching the Boondocks I don't know if you guys are yeah that. still best he's coming out the new season of that apparently okay which is the perfect time because Trump America anyways so we're watching that and it was the one with Colonel Stink Meaner and he was like, he was the famous line is the way he said nigga. You know what I mean? He was okay. like, nigga, like, you know, this is the funniest thing ever, right? Like almost indecipherable from the actual word. Anyway, so we had that episode going on. So then we went to the park, me, Reese, my daughter, and uh, we're coming back in to my uh, to my condo, and I, and I open the door, and my daughter pushes by me. She's like, watch out, nigga, and we're both like, whoa. <laughs> And we're going to my mother-in-law's place that <laughs> night, so I'm I'm like worried that she's gonna drop this end bomb oh. all day, right? So like, it's like I can't I can't have this. Your mother-in-law's white, right? Very, yeah. <laughs> very. Wow. How, like, and and with with that word with your daughter, like, how do you talk about that word with your daughter? Oh man, like my daughter, she's super smart. Like we just you know, we make it very simple. You know what I mean? We we like we tell her like you know it's a very hurtful word for a certain kind of people for black people because they were treated this way. Like mm-hmm. we had her, uh, you know, we had her on a lot of like black history stuff. We get her a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Hart actually has a great 
black history show on Netflix for kids and it's just like you know it's comedic because it's yeah. Kevin Hart produced and like they kind of go back in the past and like show like stuff from history and she watches that a lot so she kind of we really try to connect stuff you know, to the words, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and like, you know, the older she gets, we kind of give it more context. So that's what we do. We kind of give her, you know, something that she can understand, and then we fill in the blanks as she goes along, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than, like, not giving a kid, like, any idea, then zero context, and they fuck up, and then you try to spring it all on them at once instead of this thing that they're just supposed to understand. Yeah, it's like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Like, you're, it's like training an AI, right? <laughs> you feed it, like, all, you know what I mean? You keep feeding it that information, right? Like. Yeah. It's actually funny that you bring up AI because one of like the the doctors that I researched around swearing that we'll talk about in a bit is uh, an expert in the field of AI, but wrote a book about swearing because when it comes to like artificial intelligence, they find that like teaching kids swear words or teaching artificial intelligence swear words at the same time that you're teaching them like modern language like reading and writing makes it become less of an impactful thing and less of like a pervasive thing because you're already just trying to comprehend the English language and it's actually almost easier to understand how to speak in the language when you know how to speak in their swears. Yeah. Which is why, like, the first thing I learned in French was, like, va te fa foutre, go fuck yourself, and, uh, tabernacle, tabernacle, you you connect them to an emotion as well. Exactly. That's it. That's a big time thing. The first first word I learned in sign language is bullshit. (laughs) You know, it's like, those are the types of things. Also fun to do. It it is fun to do. You can't see the action, but it's fun to do. But if you know, you know. Yeah. It's killer funny. <laughs> that's why we were all laughing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, do you remember, like, was that the first time you got in trouble swearing? Was the time that your, t- like, parent yeah. teacher? Okay. Definitely. Definitely. First time anybody called me on it. What about you? Give me a second. Um, oh, that would have been, like, in, in a public thing like that. Oh, uh, some girl's parents had died. And she wasn't in class that morning, and everybody's like, oh, very somber about it. And I stuck my hand up, and I was like, did she get fucking breakfast? And that was the, the biggest, strangest thing that I think I ever said as a kid. And How old? Oh, maybe nine. In school. In school. Okay. Okay. I was, I, I didn't know swear words, because like I said, my mom, like I was raised very religiously, I went to a Christian, like I was homeschooled till yeah. grade two, and then I went to a Christian school. And do you know, do you know the pun guys on YouTube? Uh, they do like, um, it's it's Daniel Shaba and Johnny Nona, they they work with Jeff Leeson, okay. a whole bunch of, you know, Jeff Leeson down in London. Um, I went to I went to elementary school with him, and he walked around with like all these orange peels one day, just being like "shit for sale, shit for sale," and I had no idea even what the word "shit" meant. And I just kind of like followed him around, being like "shit for sale, shit for," and then we were at a Christian school, so I got like sent to the principal's office, and I remember like crying in the bathroom because I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get like kicked out of Bible school." What did I do? That happened when I was 19. Instead, I was 19. Oh, no, 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 I went to like a Bible college and then then I did not get accepted back for a second year. So that, seriously, that happened when you were 19? No, no, no this happened when I was 7. That okay. story happened when I was yeah, 7. Jesus. Oh, jeez. No, no, <laughs> I was saying, I was just saying, like, I was paranoid that okay. I was going to get kicked out of school oh, okay. for saying shit. Oh, okay. At the age of seven, like, and what then, bunker did you? But I was like, I didn't get kicked out of Bible school until nineteen. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I think the fact that my teacher was so amazed that I was asking about breakfast, she totally like let the swear go. But then she's like, No, he swore, 
and it was like, get out of here, and that was weird. <laughs> so it was, it was more of a shocking statement, but it was like, it's the most important meal of the day, was my defense. Like, I, don't even, I don't even know about that, but... Yeah, my uh, my youngest, my oldest, his one of his first words was, oh shit. Amanda would be like doing things and running around or she'd forget something and she'd mutter under her breath, oh shit. So Eddie, sitting in his high chair, had his little blast there, he's watching the Paw Patrol, and he snapped back this way and dropped it and, oh shit. And that was his like, one of his first yeah, words, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, Amazing. Yeah, right? I'm just totally... Totally impressive, but uh, it makes you know they're listening all the time. I know that people won't get to see this, but um, my my niece, we were at like a birthday party for her, for our nephew two weeks ago, and she had two scratches on her middle finger, and she's only four years old, and she came up to me, she's like, Uncle Matthew, I have boo-boos on my finger, and right. just like solidly flipping me off. I was like, oh no, we should go show Andy Katie. So I turned around, I was like, Andy Katie. And then, like, there she is yeah, holding she up the middle finger. She's like, I got a boo boo on my up. finger. And, and Andy Katie was like, oh, we better we better fix that before daddy sees it. And I was like, no, no, daddy needs to see it. See, that's when you put your phone on recording. That's a viral moment, man. It is, it is. Just, don't keep that to yourself. Real world, man. Just, just need those Snapchat glasses you've got. Oh, man, I love those things. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, so I did a bit of research around swearing with with kids, and actually, most of the science says that swearing in front of kids is inconsequential. Mm. Like, uh, it, but then of course it, we've already kind of touched on this that difference between verbal abuse and and just contextual, contextual swearing. swearing. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's Toronto parenting coach Sarah uh, Rosen. Sweet. I wrote her name down really wrong. Nice. Uh, in Global News back in March, who said that you know swearing is just a personal choice, and it depends on how you really want your child to be perceived. Because what do you think of when you see kids that swear, right? Exactly. Like there are some moments where it's hilarious and it's cute, and we're like, oh, that there's that. There's no real. That's when it's like random and you know uh, coming out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like you're seeing a kid drop a bunch of f bombs constantly, right? Exactly. Like, did you see Endgame? No, I didn't watch Endgame. You didn't see Endgame? Okay. We were talking about how in Endgames there's like a scene that's early on where Tony Stark's talking to his daughter, mm -hmm. like his little five-year-old daughter, and he says shit. Mm -hmm. And then, or he says shit and he doesn't know that she's sitting right around the corner and then he, she's like, shit, shit. And it's, there's like this really cute moment because he yeah. turns to her he's like, oh no, no, we don't use that word. Uh, and then she's like, well, what are you doing up? And he's like, because I got shit to do. And, and, and so it's a cute like moment, but then it's different than like, you know, the, those kids that you see that are dropping F-bombs every yeah. second word out of like just chaos, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's a cognitive scientist uh, named Benjamin Bergen who wrote an actual book called What the F? And it's all about the science of swearing in front of your kids. And he was also like, fleeting expletives? Absolutely fine. It helps them develop language skills, kind of like what that AI reporter was talking about. But the other big thing is it also helps with socialization, mm. right? I was awkward as shit growing yeah. up. I'm still awkward as shit. And I think part of that is because I didn't swear for so long. Mm. And then when I suddenly learned all the swear words at like mm. the age of 12 or 13, mm. they all came out. Yeah. And it was just, just locked up to any group like, what's up, motherfuckers? They're like, hey! <laughs> I, well, <laughs> You're in. I remember, yeah. I remember at like recess one day going to someone and be like, What's up, you motherfucking son of a bitch? And I was like, I was like being like, in my head, I was like, 
I'm being friendly, but yeah. he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I just learned all these words. Yeah. Like verbal abuse. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's what it turned into, right? Can can a child distinguish between verbal abuse and just like like just the basic I don't think they'll have the language to say what it is, but they'll know that it's that they're being they'll you know, I mean the, the emotions, right? They'll feel it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean they'll they'll take it in as something negative. They might not be able to give it the language, but they'll know. Okay. Yeah. So then as a parent, how can you recognize when when maybe you've crossed that line with like the explicit explicitive becoming? I think you have to be aware enough to know that it's verbal abuse to be able to tell your child that it is what it is, you know, and it's all about the awareness and having giving it the language so that you guys can talk about it and to know that it's going on. I think other than that, there's absolutely no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do agree with that. The tone of what stuff is being said and, and kind of knowing drawing the lines of what what's what's acceptable and how it makes them feel. Yeah. At the end of it. Yeah, man. Like if I, you know, if you told my daughter, you're not allowed to say fuck, you're not allowed to say bitch, this is wrong because, you know, it's abusive in such and such a way. And then she hears me call somebody a fucking bitch you know yeah. what I mean she's gonna be like yeah. dad you know what I mean yeah. if I call her a fucking bitch she's like that's gonna you know what I mean worst thing she'll ever heard right cause yeah. not only am I the aggressive you know that I've said it in you know the tone that I've taken but she also knows these words are terrible right exactly. like, like the, do as I say not as yeah, I yeah, do exactly. yeah 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 man you gotta give these kids language and you gotta make them aware of it as much as possible. So you know? so the more we're self-aware about the way that we present ourselves and the, and the words that we choose to speak, uh, obviously kids are gonna pick up on that type of awareness because yep. they're also developing a self-awareness. Exactly. Um, you know, there is, there's this whole idea where like I, I notice, I've heard, because I was raised in a very religious community, I still have foots in very religious communities, where they talk a lot about how society is becoming more profane and that society is becoming more accepting of derogatory language or swearing. Um, what are our thoughts on that idea of like just... Yeah, the more you say stuff, the more it does make it acceptable. So if we all curb ourselves in, in that, and yeah, it's becoming more accessible to everybody, I mean... Is it is it we've been swearing more, or are we being caught more often for it, or is that weird? Well, I think that like, I think that just the evolution of what a swear word is is has changed, right? Um, go back to like the 1800s in in England, and you know, bloody and bugger are two right. of the most profane words, and you know, fuck is used almost alliteratively like back then. Yeah, and, you know, it was like used a lot more freely than even the word bloody. So. You know, I think that there, there's a historical context that swearing hasn't really changed. It's just been the words that have changed. And yeah, the evolution of the language itself. So there's a lot more swears out there now. Yeah, so it's dumbed down the language a bit, right? Acronyms, things like that, in a greater sense, or... Has it dumbed down the language, though? Like, you see some of those studies that talk about, like, people who swear have a higher level of intelligence... Yeah. Some, well, of that is, cl- some of that is clickbait, clickbait bullshit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't stuff that I was, like, willing to, like, fully research for this. <laughs> but, <laughs> cause, yeah. uh, but, like, you have, to, you have to wonder, like, what is the reason that someone chooses to swear? Or uses, like... You know, ch- I think that, these, you know, you talk about, like, you know, uh, old, you know, England back in the day and what they were using. But, like, they didn't have the internet accelerating and perpetuating all this information, right? You know, at the same time, there wasn't, like, corners of the internet. There wasn't these big, like, you know, forums. So, I don't know, I think language uh, has changed because of that, and I think you could perceive it 
as you know, we're getting more and more vulgar and, you know, there's a lot more cursing, but I mean, I guess it really all depends on where you look. I mean, look at uh, when Donald Trump said, uh, what was it? Grabbing the pussy. Grabbing by the pussy. Grabbing by the pussy. I mean, you couldn't say pussy on television before that, and then they media perpetuated that, and then now you can sing pussy on television, it ain't a thing. Well, right? like, when he when he called uh, those countries shithole countries, boom. and then suddenly, like, on the news, they're saying shit, shit, yeah. shit, and they're not censoring it, and then suddenly I'm recognizing on, like, on TV shows before 10 p.m. they're now able to say shit. Yep. How well, I'd, I'd like to thank South Park for some of that with their episode they said 168 times <laughs> and the word shit, so, and that was on cable a few yeah. years back, so we were like, you know, yeah, it's become dumbed down to a certain extent. But me. then again, you have these giant forums that people don't talk like. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I, don't, I, I really think it depends where you look, and there's just so many places to look, right? I mean, before when there was no internet, there was a time where we had radio and television and the bad paper. television. And the yeah. paper. Yeah, and the paper, right? Yeah. There was just less forums to, like, you know, public speech. And, I mean, and those forums were always corporates and you know what I mean they're talking to a certain kind of people right well they're all owned by the same people right yeah, yeah like exactly. and so they're able to control the content but now that we live in a society that we can create and generate our own content exactly which people anybody. will use the language that they have exactly. right like I, I'm a big fan of black twitter like okay it's just the funniest thing to me right and uh like every now and then I'll go to reddit and like uh, check out the best uh, things from black Twitter and you know the language that they're using is black Americans, right? They're dropping in bombs all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're talking like you know what I mean? They're using a lot of slang, but that's the language, right? And you would never have a forum for that like 30 40 years ago, yeah, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're talking like that in, in, you know in their communities, but now you know I'm just saying like yeah, I mean I guess you can call it dumbing it down But you can also call it what happens when massive amount of people start communicating with each other and they all come from their same like cultures and subcultures and whatever right? yeah, uh, just a bigger platform you know huge that, right so like i mean by, in that sense it's changing how we're swearing and what swearing yeah i mean you know you can put a negative spin on it if you want but you can also put a positive spin on yeah. it right like uh i mean yeah language is changing because more people are able to publicly speak yeah. Well, and also, like, we're, we're creating, like, universal languages, too, mm -hmm. with the internet, right? And with the universal languages comes slang. Of and, course. Uh, out of that is going to be, like, the birth of, of new swears, yeah. right? Well, look at uh, the dictionary has to add all these crazy words, right? Because, yeah. like, you have to, a word has to be, like, written, like, a certain amount of time for it to become an official word. And there's people on the internet who are writing these crazy-ass, <laughs> stupid yeah. words, right? Yeah. But, like, yo, by the definition of, like, what's accepted as a word, you got to kind of put it in the dictionary because people are using it, you know? But then you've also got the urban dictionary, right? Where right. Which just covers phrases and sentences. Phrases, yeah. sentences, slang, slang, but a lot acronyms. of the swears, yeah. too, but right? a lot of the swears, for yeah. sure. Right, like, that's, that's where I learned a lot of, like, more of the... The slangs for like the gross sexual things that people yeah, talk yeah, about. This is like you can't find it in the dictionary. Try it on Urban Dictionary. Try it on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything um, that you're gonna do differently with with your new child coming up? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was just thinking that. But is there anything that you're gonna do differently with this with the new child coming up in a few months that you maybe didn't do or you did do the first time that you're I think subconsciously I was trying to make my daughter like me 
You know what I mean? I was thinking, I think subconsciously I wanted a human that was like super charismatic and like can manipulate people from their personality. <laughs> like I kind of, <laughs> I think, I think subconsciously I wanted that. I, 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 I like, I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't anything I did intentionally, but I think I, I think I must have, cause she's just, we're just really similar, you know, there's yeah. some intention there. So uh, what I want to do is like, I don't want to be like saying, I want to be more hands off with my new child. I mean, I want, you know, I obviously want to love this person and give them a lot of my attention, but I don't, I'm going to try less to intentionally make them a person like me. You know what I mean? I want, I'm very more interested to see like eh, what they'll take from my, my personality if I'm not like totally oppressing them yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, if, if I take this kid somewhere and they ask this kid if they want to get on stage, I'm not going to fucking pick him up and put him on the stage and see what happens. I will let him make the decision. You want to go up there or not? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. No forcing. I want. I want. I want to see some decision making. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So that that's that's gonna be a little more a little more of a thing that I'm gonna do. Definitely try to inspire. You know, more individuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Less overbearingness. Okay. So it's it's more or less like you live your life. You're not gonna live the life that I want you to, or the life that I. No, but you know, honestly, man, like I wasn't looking to have an artsy child. Like I would prefer a, a, somebody who didn't fucking go to auditions or like fucking be on tour with a band. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I want a fucking, I want a. I want a quantum physicist, man. <laughs> I want That's someone I want, that can be willing to pay for my retirement. <laughs> I want someone to explain space and time to me. That's what I fucking want, okay? That's what I want. <laughs> Did you, like, this is off topic. Did you hear that there's, like, a group of people that are trying to open a portal to a parallel, like, reality or parallel universes? Oh, yeah. No, man. It was, like, I was seeing it was, like, something down in Tennessee. There's, like, a group of, like, scientists that are working on uh trying to open up portals to like parallel universes such a bad idea <laughs> haven't awesome, you ever though. seen like a sci-fi movie yeah uh, stranger <laughs> things just dropped like a couple days ago i, I mean, haven't watched I've season watched three season, yeah, yeah, season yeah, three's yeah. good i went back and i uh watched them all that's uh that's, that's a, a master run. master storytelling right yeah, there. it is it, and it's like master storytelling that is like Kind of like family friendly, mm-hmm. but like got the dark twist. That's a good. It's actually a good example on uh, using of uh, of cuss words, man. Yeah, they, uh, they don't. Uh, I think shit is as is as hard as it goes. Yeah, yep. which is, and it's perfect for the kids. You know what I mean? And they don't they don't drop it like crazy. They you know drop I mean? it when they need to, mm-hmm. right? When it when it when it serves an emotional or yep. a physical or like just a societal response. Yep. Exactly, a response that you would see in real in real yeah. life, right? Yeah, yeah that, sh- that that shows great because it really toes the line of like uh, you know a PG thirteen and. PG kind of thing. It's always kind of the scares and, forth, and, uh, back and forth. oh yeah, man. There. Uh, you saw Rudy get eaten by those dogs. Like, whoa, whoa, not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, masterclass, man. Yeah. No, that that's it's a good it's a good way because like it's something where I would feel comfortable showing like my kid at like eight or nine or ten, being like, you know, it might be a little scary, but like, oh yeah, we'll like. We'll work it out. Oh, yeah, I've been exposing my daughter because, like, I mean, I, I've always wanted a kid who, like, I can, like, you know, hang out and watch, like, certain movies and stuff with. Yeah, so I've been exposing yeah. her to, like, not, like, crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Well, you've exposed her to the boondocks. I'm like, I'm like, oh, six yeah. years old. Yeah, I, I, I gave her a little, sl- I gave her to her a little, little slower doses. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, like, I watched, like, really, like, I took her to go see uh, Into the Spider-Verse. 
Oh yeah, and I've seen that, that. Have you seen that? Yeah, to me, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man. The best that I've heard. That has Spider-Man ever. Ever, ever. I mean, like I, I, you read all the lists. Homecoming yeah. was incredible. Sorry. Okay. Homecoming was incredible. I haven't like, seen Homecoming yet. I haven't seen Homecoming a, yet. That's a great art. Oh, I just saw Far From Home. Oh, yeah, the yeah. new one that just came out. Yeah, which was great. But but on um, the Spider Verse. I mean, like it was. Uh, I mean, it was. But okay, so me and my daughter in there, right? And that they said PG. Okay, they said PG. Alright, so I'm like thinking, okay, I'll bring my daughter, this is not gonna be a thing, right? Like, like, ten minutes into the movie, uh, a little bit of a spoiler, but whatever, it's not gonna be the movie happens ten minutes in. Freaking, like, um, what's his name, Carlton Fisk there, um, uh... Oh, the, Fisk, uh, Kingpin. Kingpin. Beats Spider-Man to, to death, death with his fist. <laughs> my daughter, like, looks at me, and I'm like, uh, do you want to stay here? She's like, you know, she like, she thinks about it, she's like, yeah, I'm in daddy. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, man, and you know, she took the whole movie, and I was like, yeah. I is... started early with some of the stuff I wanted to share with Eddie, like Samurai Jack. Nice. That's probably the best bridge to tell the story nice. of, of, like, samurai films and that warrior code of honor. That's a and good he's one, bro. instantly addicted. Yeah. I start, I show, put it on once when he was four, and he was like, I'm bored, and then yeah. this year he's like, I need to oh, see six something now. new. Six, six, six is, uh, six. they follow storylines yeah, now. And, Jack is great because he's an amalgamation of a mm. lot of stories. Mm -hmm. He's always righteous and doing the right thing. Oh so yeah, Samurai movie. Jack is amazing. And again, no swearing on that one. It was a Cartoon Network thing. But I got uh, you know it's a good one to give your uh, your son. Um, uh, Last Airbender. Ah, yeah, no. not the movie. Not the movie. Not the movie. movie. It was not even close. But uh, yeah, that story. Oh my god! Like just like it's great now because there is such a catalog of Everything of content true. from us growing up for the last like 30, 40 odd years, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, we got my daughter on the old Shira, then we put her on the new one, she, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and the storytelling is advanced yeah. now too, like the kind of stuff that these kids are getting. It's way, I mean, way like there was, no, there was no consistent story there was no arc in the cartoons yeah. we were watching. You know, he man would pop up, he'd get his cat, he'd whoop some ass, and then now was the day. You know? so, <laughs> so the, 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 Ghostbusters. the argument to that uh, difference is X Men '92, where like yeah. I, which okay. I got I got all five seasons on DVD to introduce it to. That her. was one of the first and times they like, had the, uh, the art. Yeah. That's why everybody was that dude. That's the only reason I think <laughs> they were able to come out with the movies and be so successful. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I mean that cartoon was on a next level. I yeah. hear they're rebooting that cartoon in the next few years, nice. which will be great because I'll get to raise Natty with like X Men '92 because yeah. I've got the box set, yeah. and then with the new stuff mm -hmm. and. We can forget 90% of the movies. Yeah. You can see X2 and First Class, and that's all That's it. <laughs> First Class makes, yeah, a good transition. Days of Futures Past. But yeah, they really fucked up X-Men, huh? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see Like we'll see what happens over the next four or five years as Kelvin uh, Feige brings them into the MCU. Like, I don't even watch the... I don't really watch a lot of Marvel movies anymore, man. I'm more into the TV shows now, man. Yeah. Like, uh, all the Netflix stuff. Like, yeah, we're talking about, like, The Punisher and all that stuff. I just like how dark it is. I just like everybody cussing. I like the murder. I can't take these... I can't take PG-13 movies. You should check out Doom Patrol. Yeah, I tried to watch it, and you want to hear something? The reason it's been hard for me, because I just... It's hard to look at Brandon Fraser, man. Yeah. He just got, like, that he first like, episode, I know he turned into the fucking robot. Yeah, once he says a robot. Dude, it's hard for me to look at him as this giant fat dude. I just remember Xeno, man. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, man. It's like, see you like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I know, man. It's really, it's not, it's awful. I'm going to watch that shit. I'm happy that he's, that he's back, you know? Yo, yeah, and it was, it's actually, like, it's one of those, like, 18-plus shows mm. that... 
has been solid throughout, but it's also been zany. Yeah. Like, you know what I you know what I did watch because my daughter watches uh, Teen Titans Go, which is one of the funniest shows I heard that ever written like uh, cartoons, dude. Like I mean, I'm watching this shit with her, and like I'm like, how could I get a writing job on this motherfucker? This <laughs> is genius. So I started watching Titans. Yes, uh, I loved it. People hated that shit. I couldn't do it. Oh my god, seeing Robin murder people (laughs) is like the best thing ever. I don't care how cheesy, how like mock dark, because you know there's like that dark tone now. Batman. Yeah, (laughs) but you know what? It looked dumb on the on the trailer. But when he said it during the show, he like he like broke like 15 arms. Like you know what I mean? I was like appropriate. Yeah, you know it really. You know. Yeah, that was good. Um, I still find the time to watch a lot of stuff. Right before bed, bro. Shit, that I crawled to bed at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, You're going down, I'm getting up. Uh, yes. That's that's really. Not to wake up. Um, yeah. Been some, uh, been some interesting swear word conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we can kind of like start to wrap this up. Uh, any any final thoughts that you'd like to give about anything that you've particularly learned as a dad that you would want to share um, anything around swearing you just do like give us some final thoughts man shit I don't know um, yeah I don't know I think it's uh, I think the best thing you could possibly do is to like let your kids know which words are off limits but also why you know yeah. what I mean like that's uh, that's huge it's the explanation, man. You gotta tell your kids. You gotta give your kids the respect and let them know. You know what I mean? And then also let them correct you when you fuck up. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and apologize sure. for that. You know what I mean? You make rules, you follow them too, man. That's, uh, yeah, it's my parenting tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any, anything from you, Chris? No, he summed up pretty good context and, and learning and teaching them when it's appropriate and definitely let them call you on your own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only way they're going to learn and it makes you keeps you a bit more honest. Alright. Um, if, if you guys want to like follow up for any like extra reading on this topic, uh, Dr. Emma Byrne, uh, she's the scientist in the field of AI. She wrote, Swearing is good for you, the amazing science of bad language. Uh, and she talks about how, how swearing helps us process emotions, how it can actually lower uh, the effects of physical pain, reduce anxiety, um, and is a big thing with helping trauma victims recover language. Uh, because a lot of times with trauma, and as a therapist, we see trauma victims typically lose a lot of language skills and lose a lot of socialization skills, but being able to learn to deal with it emotionally and express things emotionally can, can lead to, to further recovery. Um, and it, she talks about how it's about learning the language, right? Not banning the language, but learning the language. So if you're interested, I would check out that, uh, that book. Um, it's got a lot of great reviews. Uh, you know, it had a very great synopsis in the first chapter that I read. So <laughs> I can't read every full book that I recommend. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, this guy reading all these books? No, I'm not reading all For these this books. this episode? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I do, I, do, I do some research, but That's I also, good. like, I have lots of textbooks, like, and my, yeah. got so resources. I've got resources yeah, yeah, yeah. at my fingertips nice. and, and the internet. Right? Right. The internet's right. a great thing. Uh, so thank you for coming uh, out. If people wanted to check you out, where can they find you on the internet? Shit, man. You know, uh, just Rodney Ramsey anywhere, man. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook like page is good and the Instagram is good. You want to see a lot of videos. I was about to say, yeah, you have videos up. You, you, content, put, yeah, you put yeah. content up. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a content guy. So, cool. yeah, you want to see some content. content. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, come at me, come at me, bro. Are you like this? This is gonna drop likely mid to end July. Any touring that you got going on August September? Shit, I don't even fucking. I'm too high to fucking. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, just go to the fucking IG and the like page and the RonnieRamsey.com and yeah, you'll find out all that shit. All right, cool beans. Thanks for being with us, Ron. Thanks for yeah, Thanks for having me, boys. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. It's time for parenting advice with Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy. And this week's question reads as follows. Dear Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy, my four-year-old child believes that monsters leave in her closet. Doesn't matter how many times I come into her bedroom and show her that there's nothing in her closet, she still insists that something is there. Do you have any recommendations on how to deal with this? Sincerely, John from Halifax. I per personally think this is very normal. It's very normal behavior for a child, a young child, to believe there's monsters in the closet. Lord knows all they have to do is put like a few hours in on the internet and they know there's monsters in the closet. So what I want you to do to help give them perspective is make sure you make them aware of all the monsters on the outside. They're way worse. And that way, the monsters in the closet will seem very cute by comparison. They probably look like those ones from the Monsters, Inc. The big eyeball. He's great. I love him. So, to sum up, scarier outside. Do that. John, good luck. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to add to that stripper mom very well. Poets, as usual, so articulate. Listen, I think children should just let, let them go through their paces. Like when my little brother and I were young, there was a time where he just, he went through so many sleepless nights being completely frightened that the boogeyman was going to come get him. Night after night, just cold sweats. It got really bad. And uh, then eventually he learned, you know, the boogeyman never really came to take him away. Uh, cancer did, but not the boogeyman. And this has been parenting advice with Stripper Mom and Uncle Freddy. No second ad this week, just a PSA from Champ. Love having sex, but afraid of making more babies? Is birth control too expensive? Do condoms feel too rough? Afraid of visiting Dr. Vice for the old snip snip? Well, have you heard of the old pull-out method. Just pulling out? Yeah, just pull out! Let those wild and magical 30 seconds be remembered as a painting, not a baby. Pulling out. It's always, sometimes, maybe kind of effective. Always, sometimes. It's time for the Dick of the Week! Dick of the Week! Dick of the Week! Chris! Who is our Dick of the Week? Dick of the Week shout-out goes to MC College in Winnipeg. MC College! Hey, uh, they got this after-school program or this extracurricular... It's just a drop-in. Drop-in? Yeah, it's a drop-in on Thursdays. It's not even a regular class, it's just a drop-in. It's a drop-in Thursdays. Yeah, nice. You just drop-in and with your daughter and learn how to style hair and makeup and do other... Uh, extra things like that the ladies need to succeed in this world. Yeah, it's for the dads, it's right? For dads. It's like for dads to learn the little things, especially this 
Imagine being a single dad and not, raising a daughter. Yeah. Right? And you don't want to you don't want to fuck them fuck up. That up. No. So it's a lot riding like, on that. Having having an opportunity to go and learn some different ways to style their hair without messing it up, different makeup tips or techniques, techniques. or even def- they got fashion skill and fashion advice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's so totally. So MC, MC College, you are the dick, dick of the week. week. That's a good thing. That's a totally good thing. <laughs> totally good thing. Uh, Chris, what did you learn this week about parenting? I learned that uh, to get a child rid of their soothers uh, and make it seem like their own idea instead of taking it away from them and making a huge fight, you simply nip the tip with a bit of with the scissors. Yeah, my wife this week uh, wanted to get Erica off the soothers finally. How old is Erica? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half, okay. So, We've wanted to for more than six months now. Uh, around three months ago, she had like a sickness thing. She got really sick, and she wanted it as like her go to sleep and as a crutch, as a, a soother, right? And uh, Amanda and I finally had enough, and she just snipped the tip uh, at all three of these things, and Erica threw them away on her own. She's like, you're a big girl. You don't need them now. And she just hucked it out. So I learned that. Cut the tip. It's going to work. Get rid of the soother problem. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn this week, Nip that tip. Nip that Nip tip. That tip. Uh, I went to a lactation consultant class. <laughs> I think I see that at the carp fair. Yeah, oh, no? that's, that's where they're milking the cows. Yeah, so the cow, that's like, like, lactation consultant yeah, cows. No, yeah. we went to, um, they, there was this event at the Pinecrest Queensway Community Health Center. I love the Hallett Community Health Centers in Ottawa. They are doing the baby-friendly initiative, which is pro-breastfeeding. Yep. Um, and they do free lactation consultants, uh, consultancies and classes. So they did a class one evening. Uh, there were about five couples that came. Uh, we, we talked about, like, the pros and the cons of breastfeeding, yeah. about latching and all that stuff. And then uh, the guys had to exit the room. And uh, I was promised boobs. Like, yeah, like, came for this course. Yeah, you, you no, 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 this is free. This, oh, is, free. this free. is why I like it, right? That's because, like, the community health centers want people... To know about the benefits, right? To, to not just know about the benefits of, of breastfeeding off the top, but to know about breastfeeding for six months or 12 months or, you know, like they talk about 24 months. And they also talk about what can you do if you can't breastfeed or, you know, like girls with inverted nipples where you can't get yeah, a latch, get right? Latch, like, yeah. like the different tools and techniques. They got a tool that goes on an inverted nipple oh. and it like suctions to the nipple so the baby can still suck it like a it's nipple. Got like a and nipple tap. Yeah, it's nice. like a nipple, nipple tap. tap. Nice. Nipple tap. Nipple like, tap. This is nipple tap. Yeah, like spine, none associated <laughs> with spinal tap at all. Um, and then we laughed, we laughed and um, they went around and actually the girls were able to um, to work on Getting it because it's not doesn't start as milk. No, it's it's colostum. Colostum, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we got some colostum. So oh, wow. we're also we're we're four weeks away from the baby yesterday, yeah, you, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, that's uh, there's colostum. There's colostum right? there, yeah, yeah. And uh, that they, stuff's really great in coffee. It's like T cell helper friendly. Woo! Best part in your cup. They, they taught us. In your cup. They taught us the massage, like the breast massage, because like she's like, does anybody here uh, like? have any questions like before we move on and like I wanted to be like how do I massage her breasts to help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do I milk that titty? <laughs> well, I felt like I wanted to do that. But like, you know, I like, get super hard and, yeah. and you know, you just gotta work it out. Yeah. So I am now an expert at breast massages. Another thing to put well, on the resume. You know, like, I was a ten before. But yeah. now, now he's like, now I'm like yeah. eleven. Yeah, at least, at, at least, least eleven. He's eleven years old. Eleven years old. Eleven years old. Eleven years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's what we learned, and uh, 
We learned a lot from Rodney. Yeah, a lot from Rodney. You so, guys have been fantastic. Uh, there, well, I guess I can't say that. You, there's been zero engagement. Right? Yeah, zero. Good, we're going to say reach out to us on our socials for God's yeah, sake. That's please. how you can engage with us. <laughs> yes, please don't call us in the middle of the night. That'd be weird. Not Here's weird. Chris's number 613 884. I was going to say 555. I was going to oh. go Hollywood on you. Oh, oh 555. Five. Yeah, 884 is value. Come on now. Okay. Right. Well, 555 is the Hollywood, like, yeah, don't the call this number, right? KL53226. That number again, KL53226. 1866, go Jerry. <laughs> go Jerry. Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah, I see. Jerry. <laughs> Ward actually had a great uh, tweet. He's like, I remember when the people on Jerry Springer went back to their uh, to their trailer parks, not to the White House. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. that. I saw was that. Hilarious. That was Ward Anderson, episode two. two. Check out his Amazon Prime special now. Yeah. Um, yeah, send us an up. email. Send us an email. We got daddyissues at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, Daddy Issues at Champion Kingsbury on Facebook. Yes, we are on Facebook. Yes. We are. I think Facebook, we're, we're at like 245 likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if only we could get that many listeners. That's right. Uh, well, thank you for liking the page. <laughs> on Twitter, you can engage with us at We Got Dad Issues. Actually, seriously, let us know if you swear in front of your kids, or if you don't, or for whatever reason, fucking, <laughs> fuck. Fucking, 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 Just hit us up on just Twitter. Up. Like, let and let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Like, like let's, let's engage rather than just promote. That's right. Uh, and then we're on Instagram. Uh, Daddy Issues with Champion Kingsbury as well. Oh, no, we got Daddy Issues. Oh, we got Daddy Issues. Uh, right. We got we Daddy, got Daddy issues, issues on Instagram. Sorry, I'm new to Insta. I started yeah. it just for you people. And now just he won't stop you. using it. I know, it's weird. Um, and we're also on YouTube. Yes. iTunes. Podbean. Stitcher. TuneIn. Google Music in the States only. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, we don't know um, why that is, but... Uh, Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify. Yeah, I was you know, say Spotify. We're, we're wherever you get this. Yeah. All right? So listen up, rate us, like us, subscribe, share, comment, feedback. Don't be a dick about it. Just just give us love. We'll give you love. If you don't like us, tell us why, but tell us why in a constructive way. Don't make Matthew cry. You can go ahead and try your best. I'll read them. He'll forward them to me. I will. I will be like, Chris, I can't handle this. <laughs> Sense of soul, guys. All right. Thank All right. You. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Daddy Issues with Champ and Kingsbury has been created by Matthew Champ and Chris Kingsbury. Edited and produced by Matthew Champ. With special notice and special thanks to Freddie J and Heather Hurst. And our special thanks to Rodney Ramsey. Um, yeah. (laughs) And our beer supporters this week. Well, not that they know that they're supporting us. (laughs) Oh, they should. (laughs) Later days, peeps. Later.